Hi, welcome to Meditating the Word. I'm so glad you've joined us on our journey through the Bible in a year. If you'd like a roadmap of where we've been and where we're going, you can download a copy of the reading plan from blueletterbible.com. You'll find a link in the notes. The translation I'm reading from is the World English Bible, but feel free to follow along in your favorite translation. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, why not do that now? Just click on subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. This is Day 139. Today, we are reading 2 Samuel 19-21. The Second Book of Samuel, Chapters 19-21 Joab was told, Behold, the king weeps and mourns for Absalom. The victory that day was turned into mourning among all the people. For the people heard it said that day, The king grieves for his son. The people sneaked into the city that day as people who are ashamed to steal away when they flee in battle. The king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, My son Absalom, Absalom, my son, my son. Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have shamed the faces of all your servants who today have saved your life and the lives of your sons and of your daughters and the lives of your wives and the lives of your concubines in that you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. For you have declared today that princes and servants are nothing to you. For today I perceive that if Absalom had lived and we had all died today, then it would have pleased you well. Now, therefore, arise, go out and speak to comfort your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you don't go out, not a man will stay with you this night. That would be worse to you than all the evil that has happened to you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and sat in the gate. The people were all told, Behold, the king is sitting in the gate. All the people came before the king. Now Israel had fled every man to his tent. All the people were at strife throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king delivered us out of the hand of our enemies, and he saved us out of the hand of the Philistines. And now he is fled out of the land from Absalom. Absalom, whom we anointed over us, is dead in battle. Now, therefore, why don't you speak a word of bringing the king back? King David sent to Zadok and to Abiathar the priests, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, Why are you the last to bring the king back to his house? since the speech of all Israel has come to the king to return him to his house. You are my brothers. You are my bone and my flesh. Why then are you the last to bring back the king? Say to Amasa, Aren't you my bone and my flesh? God do so to me and more also, 
if you aren't captain of the army before me continually instead of Joab. He bowed the heart of all the men of Judah, even as one man, so that they sent to the king, saying, Return, you and all your servants. So the king returned and came to the Jordan. Judah came to Gilgal to go to meet the king, to bring the king over the Jordan. Shimei, the son of Gera, the Benjamite, who was of Bahurim, hurried and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. There were a thousand men of Benjamin with him, and Ziba, the servant of Saul's house, and his fifteen sons and his twenty servants with him. And they went through the Jordan in the presence of the king. A ferryboat went to bring over the king's household and to do what he thought good. Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king when he had come over the Jordan. He said to the king, Don't let my lord impute iniquity to me, or remember that which your servant did perversely, the day that my lord the king went out of Jerusalem, that the king should take it to his heart. For your servant knows that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I have come today as the first of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord the king. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, answered, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should be adversaries to me today? Shall any man be put to death today in Israel? For don't I know that I am king over Israel today? The king said to Shimei, You will not die. The king swore to him. Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king, and he had neither groomed his feet, nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes, from the day the king departed until the day he came home in peace. When he had come to Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why didn't you go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for your servant said, I will saddle a donkey for myself, that I may ride on it and go with the king, because your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king, but my lord the king is as an angel of God. Therefore, do what is good in your eyes. For all my father's house were but dead men before my lord the king, yet you set your servant among those who ate at your own table. What right, therefore, have I yet that I should appeal any more to the king? The king said to him, Why do you speak any more of your matters? I say you and Ziba divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, Yes, let him take all, because my lord the king has come in peace to his own house. Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rogalim, and he went over the Jordan with the king to conduct him over the Jordan. Now Barzillai was a very aged man, even eighty years old. He had provided the king with sustenance while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very great man. 
the king said to Barzillai, Come over with me, and I will sustain you with me in Jerusalem. Barzillai said to the king, How many are the days of the years of my life that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am eighty years old today. Can I discern between good and bad? Can your servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear the voice of singing men and singing women any more? Why then should your servant be a burden to my lord the king? Your servant will just go over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please, let your servant turn back again, that I may die in my own city, by the grave of my father and my mother. But behold, your servant Kimham, let him go over with my lord the king, and do to him what shall seem good to you. The king answered, Kimham shall go over with me, and I will do to him that which shall seem good to you. Whatever you request of me, that I will do for you. All the people went over the Jordan, and the king went over. Then the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own place. So the king went over to Gilgal, and Kimham went over with him. All the people of Judah brought the king over and also half the people of Israel. Behold, all the men of Israel came to the king and said to the king, Why have our brothers, the men of Judah, stolen you away and brought the king and his household over the Jordan with all David's men with him? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, Because the king is a close relative to us, why then are you angry about this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's cost, or has he given us any gift? The men of Israel answered the men of Judah and said, We have ten parts in the king, and we have also more claim to David than you. Why then did you despise us that our advice should not be first had in bringing back our king? The words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. There happened to be a wicked fellow whose name was Sheba, the son of Bikri, a Benjamite, and he blew the trumpet and said, We have no portion in David, neither have we an inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, Israel. So all the men of Israel went up from following David and followed Sheba, the son of Bikri, but the men of Judah joined with their king from the Jordan even to Jerusalem. David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in custody, and provided them with sustenance, and didn't go into them. So they were shut up to the day of their death, living in widowhood. Then the king said to Amasa, Call me the men of Judah together within three days, and be here present. So Amasa went to call the men of Judah together, but he stayed longer than the set time which had been appointed to him. David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, the son of Bikri, will do to us more harm than Absalom did. Take your lord's servants and pursue after him, lest he get himself fortified cities 
and escape out of our sight. Joab's men went after him, with the Carathites and the Pelathites and all the mighty men, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. When they were at the great stone which is in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Joab was clothed in his apparel of war that he had put on, and on it was a sash with a sword fastened on his waist in its sheath. And as he went along, it fell out. Joab said to Amasa, Is it well with you, my brother? Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa took no heed to the sword that was in Joab's hand. So he struck him with it in the body and shed out his bowels to the ground and didn't strike him again, and he died. Joab and Abishai his brother pursued Sheba, the son of Bikri. One of Joab's young men stood by him, and he said, He who favors Joab, and he who is for David, let him follow Joab. Amasa lay wallowing in his blood in the middle of the highway. When the man saw that all the people stood still, he carried Amasa out of the highway into the field and cast a garment over him when he saw that everyone who came by him stood still. When he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. He went through all the tribes of Israel to Abel, to Beth Maacah, and all the Berites. They were gathered together and went also after him. They came and besieged him in Abel of Beth Maacah, and they cast up a mound against the city, and it stood against the rampart, and all the people who were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out of the city, Here, here, please say to Joab, Come near here that I may speak with you. He came near to her, and the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your servant. He answered, I'm listening. Then she spoke, saying, They used to say in old times, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they settled a matter. I am among those who are peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why will you swallow up the Lord's inheritance? Joab answered, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so, but a man of the hill country of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bikri by name, has lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Just deliver him, and I will depart from the city. The woman said to Joab, Behold, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman went to all the people in her wisdom. They cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bikri, and threw it out to Joab. He blew the trumpet, and they were dispersed from the city, every man to his tent. Then Joab returned to Jerusalem to the king. Now Joab was over all the army of Israel. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and over the Pelathites. Adoram was over the men subject to forced labor. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was the recorder, 
Sheva was the scribe. Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Ira, the Jairite, was chief minister to David. There was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year. And David sought the face of the Lord. The Lord said, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. The king called the Gibeonites and said to them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. And the children of Israel had sworn to them, and Saul sought to kill them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. And David said to the Gibeonites, What should I do for you, and with what should I make atonement, that you may bless the Lord's inheritance? The Gibeonites said to him, It is no matter of silver or gold between us, and Saul or his house, neither is it for us to put any man to death in Israel. He said, I will do for you whatever you say. They said to the king, The man who consumed us and who plotted against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the borders of Israel, let seven men of his sons be delivered to us, and we will hang them up to the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, the chosen of the Lord. The king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul, Armoni and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Merab, the daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Maholathite. He delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the mountain before the Lord, and all seven of them fell together. They were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, at the beginning of barley harvest. Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it for herself on the rock, from the beginning of harvest, until water poured on them from the sky. She allowed neither the birds of the sky to rest on them by day, nor the animals of the field by night. David was told what Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, the concubine of Saul, had done. So David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabesh-Gilead, who had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them in the day that the Philistines had killed Saul in Gilboa. And he brought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son. They also gathered the bones of those who were hanged, and they buried the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son in the country of Benjamin in Zelah, in the tomb of Kish his father, and they performed all that the king commanded. After that, God answered the prayer for the land. The Philistines had war again with Israel, and David went down, and his servants with him, and fought against the Philistines. David grew faint, and Ishbibanob, who was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear was three hundred shekels of bronze in weight, he being armed with a new sword, thought he would kill David. 
But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, helped him, and struck the Philistine, and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, Don't go out with us to battle any more, so that you don't quench the lamp of Israel. After this, there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sebekai, the Hushathite, killed Saph, who was of the sons of the giant. There was again war with the Philistines at Gob, and Elhanan, the son of Ja'are Oregim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath, the Gittite's brother, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. There was again war at Gath, where there was a man of great stature who had six fingers on every hand and six toes on every foot, twenty-four in number, and he also was born to the giant. When he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, David's brother, killed him. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Father God, in the account of David, I'm struck by how important it is to be surrounded by godly people and to have wise counsel. Had it not been for Joab's advice to David, things could have gone very badly. In the early days, it seemed as though David sought your counsel before his every move. But over time, he stopped. May we always seek your counsel, your will in our lives, and make sure that we keep company with the wise who can guide us back when we go astray. Thank you for your word, Father. It is just as relevant today as it was when it was first written centuries ago. Amen. You can find Meditating the Word on your favorite podcast platform on YouTube and on Facebook. If you're listening to this on one of the mini podcast platforms, you'll find links in the notes to all of our other locations. It's my goal to encourage others to strengthen their Christian walk through daily reading God's Word. You can help by sharing this podcast and by rating and reviewing it. I want to thank you for joining me and know that I'm praying for you as we journey through the Bible together. Please pray for me and for each other. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.